All right, welcome back, fantasy football fans, to another episode of the Fantasy Four Stringers Podcast. What's up, you beauties? Happy to have you. Coming in for a very late week six uh, preview. So we'll be going over some matchups for the week and talking about some Shine Pine Borderline picks. And we'll kind of just, yeah. Get you right and ready for week six. There we go. All that and more on this episode of the Fantasy Four Stringers Podcast. Josh Allen is not elite. Adam Gase deserves another chance. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence was a reach. Yeah, he's never won a fantasy championship. The guy drafted a kicker in the fifth fucking round. What's up, boys? Glad to have everyone back. Yeah, we had kind um, of an interesting week. Some out-of-town issues slash work scheduling issues. So this yeah, is a little bit late of an episode. We do apologize for that, but it won't be a consistent thing going forward. So no, don't worry. I'll take the blame on this one. I did not tell Ozan that I was going to be out of town from Thursday until yesterday. Uh, until like Wednesday. So, <laughs> so I kept I kept thinking I was going to tell him, and then I kept putting it off, and I kept forgetting. And then all of a sudden, Wednesday, I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm going to leave town tomorrow. I won't be back till Saturday. And then Saturday, I had a night golf tournament, so we didn't get to record late. So here we are, Sunday morning. Here we are, Sunday morning. For you. So. I'll always wake up early on a Sunday for this. Not basketball, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Football season. We don't do that. All right. So I'm thinking we can probably just roll right into the – Noon o'clock slate games. Yeah, we should probably just uh, get right in. Feel free, take her away. Um, well, I'll just start right at the top of the list that I'm looking at here. So we got Cincy at New Orleans. Um, this is gonna get dicey for New Orleans. They have a lot of their top options out. Yeah, and by top, I mean all three wide. Pretty receivers. much everything. Yeah, yeah Kamara's in. Traquan Smith, baby. Um, Taysom Hill, I think, is going to actually going to have to be used again this week. Yeah. Not that you can expect another four-touchdown game from Best him. Best tight end in the league, dude. Seriously. Best uh, tight end in the league. He's, I don't, obviously, you can't expect four touchdowns out of him this week, but because there's so many other guys hurt, they're going to have to find creative ways to move the ball and, and sustain drives. Um, so I do think you'll see a steady dose of, of Taysom Hill. Uh, Kamara's probably going to get about as many touches as he can handle. Yeah. Um... Traquan Smith, maybe a sleepy or under-the-radar kind of dart throw receiver. I think it's just because they're going to have to hyper-target him that Somebody. he's going to get more looks than he ever would. That's your only option. It's not a horrible option, but, yeah, I mean, there's... the skill level is really not there. To... Yeah, it's it's going to be very, very, very dicey running with any one of the Saints outside of Kamara this week. Now, does he have potential to catch a deep ball and have a pretty nice game if he catches a 50-yarder? Absolutely. But... The opportunity to catch that 50-yarder is going to be interesting because they can very easily double double cover him as their best wide receiver and basically yeah. take him out of the game. Yeah, I don't even think they'll feel like they need to double him. They he's, can focus yeah, on he's stacking not the box. double coverage. Yeah. So if he does start to beat somebody over the top, they're going to blanket him and it's going to be and I throw it to someone else and the Marquez Callaways of the world or people like that and make them beat you. If I'm Cincy, I feel okay with giving up a big play if that means you could shut down Kamara for the entire game. Yeah, I like agree. You can, you, Cincy probably feels like they can win if they give up 14 points on two big plays. You're not scared of the Red Rifleman fucking no, I would Andy not be. Dalton, so I uh, don't know that. New Orleans defense is, I, I think I'm sitting this week as well. I would definitely sit them. I would start Cincy's defense. Yeah. So. 
No, New Orleans defense is going to get put in a bad spot this week, I think, because they're lacking so much on offense. They're going to be on the field a lot. Yeah. And since he's offense, they haven't been great this year, but they could they could get it together at any point. Um, and just the it's, it's a combination of things, but I just think they're in a tough situation, the, the Saints defense this week, to be successful. So I would lean towards benching them um, if you haven't already. I think if you have anyone on the Saints, you're definitely looking forward to next week because it looks like mm-hmm. Jameis will probably be back. He's going to be an emergency quarterback this week, so he will be suited. But barring some crazy injury to Andy Dalton, won't see the field. I don't even know that if Andy Dalton gets hurt that he'll see the field. I think they might just run with Taysom, depending the, on how the game script's going. It might be the smart play. They I don't want to play Jameis if they don't have to. No, they're better off letting him get healthy because he's their only chance at being competitive i think the rest of the year and actually i just got a notification from bleacher report that the saints are looking to bench Jameis. andy dalton could play his way into nola's starting job with a good game versus the Bengals today via ian rapaport i think that's a bad decision i think that is a horrible decision to um, put that out there <clears throat> i also don't think andy dalton's gonna have a good game it's you're asking a lot of that man yeah, already to have no a good weapons. game in the nfl and now he has no weapons yeah he wasn't that great when he had weapons no and yeah. i don't know what the Jameis was fine when he was healthy. It's not his fault he has seven cracked backbones. Right. And like, I mean, he's just had a really shitty role this week. So, Or this year, not even this week. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm starting everyone on Cincinnati. The only one I'm nervous about is T. Higgins. Yeah, if T. Higgins plays, I think I'd still sit him just because he is banged up. But I don't think he's going to play. I love me some Tyler Boyd this week. Yeah, Higgins was also in the same situation last week where it was like a game-time decision with his ankle. He was active in that game as well, and for anyone that owns a T. Higgins share, you were very disappointed. I think he had zero receptions for on zero targets. I don't think he was even targeted. Yeah. Uh, so it's more of a decoy situation if he, got, he was even on the field at all. So I would err on the side of caution with T. Higgins because we saw it last week. You could see the exact same thing again this week i do think they'll get him involved in some level but i don't think it's going to be enough to be where to the point where it's worth rolling the dice by putting him in your lineup um i would be picking up a waiver target or if you're deep enough you got somebody on your bench i would throw them in there and i wouldn't even hesitate to do it hayden hurst is another great tight end option this week as well yeah he is activated today so he will play and especially if higgins is out he will see an increased target share he scored the last two weeks i think he's a great tight end fit for you if he um Especially if T. Higgins hasn't played, but I think regardless, he's still probably in my top ten tight ends. He's, I, I think he's actually working himself into almost week to week starter yeah, territory because the position is so fucking shallow. And since he's got a good offense, yeah, yeah, and uh, that's that's about I think where we can leave it. Since mm-hmm. he, I mean, the names that you know on the Cincy offense, you're starting. Yeah, and basically the names you know on the Saints team aren't active. You also don't Camaro. know any names on the Saints team this week with all the Fair. guys they have out that, there. So that's exactly it. So Cam that's, Akers uh, is actually joining the team. Yeah. Oh my god. That's another situation. Holy we'll shit. Have to Running talk back about. Ronnie Rivers replacing him today. That's gonna be interesting. All right, Ronnie. Yeah, all right, Ronnie, let's go, baby. Uh into the next game. Ravens versus the Giants. New York's still off to a decent start here. No one knows I, what's going on. But. I don't know how. I don't get it. Uh, on paper, this should be a beatdown. Four and one is four and one, baby. Mm. Uh, doesn't matter how you get there. I do think Baltimore handles them today. It's they that defense. That's too much to ask to contain Lamar Jackson. Devin Duvernay, how do we feel about him? Uh, I think he's gonna have. I don't think he's gonna have a blow up game, but I do think he's gonna be serviceable. Like you can absolutely start him 
and feel relatively confident that he's going to get you enough to be worth being in your lineup. No Bateman again. I don't know what's going on with him, but you know, maybe, maybe it's good that they're giving him some extra time to rest. Um, but I do think Duvernay, he's not, he's not going to outpace, you know, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is clearly the number one target in that offense. And he will be all year. And he, and he always will be. But speaking of a team that should go for OBJ. Seriously, I mean, they could use some more help. It's a match made in heaven. They don't want to throw the ball a ton, but it wouldn't hurt to have an extra weapon there. You and know? they play with that kind of swagger that OBJ also plays with. They're, they kind of flaunt it like they got it and are more of a lively bunch. I feel like that would be a perfect fit for him. I do love Lamar Jackson today. I think he's going to tear up that secondary. It is banged up. Adoree's also hurt. So their one decent corner right now is not even, I don't know if he's going to even play. Will be an interesting go there. Uh, Saquon, I would still start on New York. Oh, yeah. You're starting. I think you have to start Saquon no matter what. Baltimore's defense, for as highly touted as it's been over the last couple years, really hasn't been that good this year. No, they haven't. They've had some... uh... They've had some tough games, to say the least. I mean, the one in Miami is tough because that that really skews the numbers. So if you look, yeah. Baltimore is one of the worst fantasy teams against quarterbacks in you know in all of fantasy put football up right now. Six hundred on them, but it's because the Dolphins had that one <laughs> massive game. So it's like it's very it's a little bit misleading. But that said, you know the Baltimore defense still hasn't been great, right? And they still gave up all those yards. So, so you know, I think with the Giants, you could probably start them i'm not super confident but the giants offense is always lacking weapons outside of saquon so you know outside of barkley and the giants offense you're not starting anyone i don't think you can even touch anyone else you know um no their wide receiving core is brutal right now bring obj back there let's just keep bringing up obj (laughs) he'd go to basically every team and make them better yeah they 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 need a lot of help as far as playmakers for sure uh all right do we have anything else to cover in that game not really there's not a whole lot to go over it's pretty self-explanatory uh, moving on to another one that there's not a whole lot to cover. Jaguars Colts. I no Jonathan know. Taylor, no Hines. Deion Jackson would be an interesting flex play for me this week. He had 62 yards uh, in the week previous after Hines went down, and he did get a little bit of the pass catching work. Philip Lindsay, I think, will get more of the goal line stuff and some early down work, but I still think it's more so Deion's backfield. This feels to me just my gut feeling like this is a game where you think because. Taylor's out. It should be Jacksonville should be the favorite. Yeah. I kind of feel like Indy's going to beat the fucking brakes off of him some for some reason. Like the defense is going to go nuts. Trevor Lawrence will throw three picks. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence going to Trevor Lawrence just a matter of one. He likes to turn the ball over though. That is very very consistent in his game. That's about it though. Yeah, I on the Indy side of things, I mean Pittman is an obvious start. And then outside of that, it's like you got flex territory guys at the running back position. That's really about it. I mean, and Mo Ali Cox is not going to do that again. Like no, you versus Tennessee. So you never know what tight end is going to have a game for Indy because they use three of them. So annoying. Frank um, Reich is on the hot seat though. Yeah, if they tank this season, he could be out because it's been a revolving door of quarterbacks, and they can't, you can't win like that. I think it's more. That's more of a Ballard issue at that point. I'm looking at the GM all for all their moves yeah. over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, Etienne or James Robinson? I still, I still think Etienne is the better option for the long term. I don't think, I don't think Robinson's explosive enough on a bad offense to really sustain 
big time success. Just gets the usage. And Etienne's been the, getting the, more. The snaps have been trending in his direction the last couple of weeks. I think with more opportunities, he's a more you know dynamic playmaker. Um, I think eventually you're going to see him rip off some big plays, and he'll work his way into that that lineup a little more often. I I still think Etienne's the guy to own. Yeah. You got to roster both. Going forward, the changing of the guards kind of happening for me too. James Robinson really did look like the guy, but it just takes one bad week and they start to change. And Etienne is now healthier than he's ever been, which is good as well. Um, I do think that this game will benefit Etienne more so than James Robinson. The pass catching work is going to be there. And Indy's defensive front, though hasn't been very good this year, is still a relatively touted group. I think that. James Robinson isn't good enough to gash them. I don't either. So I'm thinking Etienne is the guy this week out of that backfield. And for what it's worth, I don't know if either of them is going to have a great game. No. But if I had to start one, I'd take I think Etienne I would, for I sure. I think I would too. Um, Christian Kirk is a he's a he's in your lineup. Yeah. I would say most weeks at this point they're just going to keep um, firing at him when they're paying him that much. It's smart too. Yeah. If you're really deep at receiver, he's still a viable flex play for sure because of the target volume there. He's the clear cut number one. And just good matchup. I mean, the Colts' defense is relatively average. They're 14th right now, I think, in um, ESPN leagues. So they're not by any means the worst defense in the league, but they've been giving up a lot more plays than most people would expect, and their offense can't really sustain drives with how bad their line's been. So they're on the field a lot more, and I think Christian Kirk's a good option here. For what it's worth, Indy is uh, tied for the best in the NFL for points against for fantasy against wide receivers. So maybe temper your expectation a little bit because they do have Stephon Gilmore. So it's like maybe he's matched up on Kirk a little bit more often, but you can put Kirk in the slot too and move him around a little bit and try to find ways to get him the ball. Sure. So uh, outside of that though, there's what, maybe two or three guys on each side that you'd even consider putting in a lineup. And that's, I think we pretty much touched on all of them. So um, next up we got Vikings at Miami taking on the Dolphins and Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson, baby. Um, Sean Hill-esque game here. Yeah, this the, the Vikings have been just inconsistent enough to make me uneasy about this game still. They played so good in the first half last week, and then just the fucking wheels fell off in the second half. It's They, they have yet to put together a full game where they look good. Same with Tennessee. It's fucking frustrating and as hell. Miami's defense is, like, okay. So I think the Vikings will have, you know opportunities to score but they haven't really been able to make the most of a lot of their opportunities Miami's defense has been pretty bad this year honestly from a pass game perspective so you can expect Justin Jefferson to have a good game but I think he's matchup proof so you should expect that every week yeah and Xavier Howard was banged up this week I think he's gonna play but he was uh it was in doubt at one point earlier on I'm thinking a KJ Osborne game is incoming here yeah Thielen Thielen's been Okay, he's not been great, but I think that's just presents an opportunity for Osborne to kind of step in and, and really take a, a leap forward. He hasn't done it yet. Um, really hasn't had a big game. He's had a touchdown or two maybe. but I mean, going forward next year, I'm assuming they're going to rely on him to be the wide receiver too. I hope not, man. I really hope that they find something else because KJ's a good... OBJ. Oh. I'm just going to keep bringing it up. We don't have money to pay <laughs> OBJ. But K- KJ, is, he's a, he's an okay wide receiver three, but I think that's kind of his cap. I don't think he's going to be a wide receiver two ever. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if he's quite there. But, I, you know, obviously Cook is I, – I think Cook could have a huge game this week because he's playing in Miami where he grew up. Um, he's going to be playing in front of a ton of family. 
And I think that the Vikings are very aware that he wants to be showcased in front of, you know, in front of his friends and family in his sure. hometown. I think it's going to be a heavy Dalvin game. And I think he gets into the end zone at least once, probably maybe even oh. twice. I, I think Cook is going to have a big game this week. Is that a little preview for your Shines, Pines, and Borderlands? No, I wouldn't put him as a Shine because he's going to be a start no matter what. Yeah. Uh, but so it's hard with these guys is you don't want to yeah. pick the easy 99% home run pick. Right. I'm not going to throw a guy like that and be like, well, start Dalvin Cook. You're starting mm-hmm. him anyway. Start Saquon. But maybe. I do think he's going to have a big game. Um, and he started to get things going a little bit last week on the ground. He was running the ball really well. He had like, I think, 92 rushing yards and he, you know, he scored twice. So I, I think they'll find a way to keep it going with him. Jefferson's a lock. Thielen, you can have him in your lineup, but don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not expecting 20 points out of Thielen this week. It's 10 to 15 tops. That's kind of seems to be his uh, ceiling. His, his ceiling right now is like 15, you know. He's getting those four or five receptions and maybe get throws a touchdown in there. Uh, Miami side of things, I feel still feel pretty good about either one of the wide receivers. You're not benching them, but the Vikings defense has been so soft in coverage this year that if they're if they're giving these guys four, five, six yards of separation off the line like they've been doing in pretty much every game and just leaving the middle of the field wide open, they're gonna get killed. They're gonna get diced up, mm-hmm. even with Skylar Thompson. Yeah, because. You know, he's a third-string quarterback, but you can't tell me he won't be able to hit, like, a five-yard shallow cross. To a guy that has two yards of separation five yards into his route. And, yeah. and let Tyreek or Waddle just cruise, you know, in the open field. And like, you have a pretty good athlete in Gusecki there, too. Like, yeah. their skill positions are just fucking loaded. Yeah, they, they've, they've got enough talent everywhere else that they don't necessarily need uh, Skylar Thompson to go out and be, you know. Dolphins are fun. Give me a Dolphins-Philly Super Bowl. That would be fun. Two very high-powered teams. That would be a really good matchup, I think. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, even Tua is not – it's not like Tua is a top – would you call Tua a top 10, 12 no. quarterback? I wouldn't. I mean, he's pr- maybe top 15 in the mm, league that's, for I starters. Think he's between 15 and 20, somewhere, somewhere in, there. in there. And it's like I think the Dolphins realize they don't – with with the we- the weapons they have, they don't need a top 10 Patrick guy. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. You can just get the ball of your playmakers and let them do the work, you know. Um, Mostert, I think, will have an okay game. The Vikings' run defense has not been very good either. God, he's and, fast. Yeah, we struggle with speed. Uh, I think everybody does. That's why Miami's such a problem for right. everybody. Yeah, no, the Vikings' defense struggles with speed a little bit. So I I think Miami, I even though they're starting Thompson, I feel totally comfortable starting anyone else. And that any, anyone that's been in your lineup from the Dolphins, there's no reason to, I think, expect uh, – bad performance out chase of edmonds week. might be the only one i'll sit and it's just because raheem Mostert's taking more and more of a prominent yeah. role in that backfield and it's just going to continue to fizzle for chase edmonds barring an injury i wouldn't yep. drop him by any means but i definitely am not starting him if i don't have to yeah i don't think i'm starting either defense either if you had to start nah. one if you had to pick one it's the vikings because of thompson the backup maybe. quarterback yeah you can get a lucky pick six mistake somewhere yeah. there maybe maybe they they find a way to turn the ball over uh, you know, once or twice, or get a couple the, more sacks because he's probably going to be prone to hold the ball in situations he shouldn't. Right, but you know, I think Miami's game plan is going to be get the ball out quick, don't let the pass rush get there, and then let Tyreek and Jalen Waddle just do their work. thing. Yeah, <clears throat> Pat Pete's good, but he's not that quick anymore. He's not that great anymore. He's, I would, I mean, he's an average starter, but that's against a way, way above average wide receiver. That's a never a good matchup. That's that's a matchup you can exploit if you're Miami for sure. 
Um, Patriots Browns. Yuck. Yeah. Um, love this... me some. Love me some Amari Cooper. Patriots are going to sell out trying to stop Nick Chubb. I think that this is going to make Jacoby Brissett beat us. We've seen what he's done a million times. If he can beat us, I guess so be it. Bill Belichick's going to game plan to stop Nick Chubb, in my opinion. I think this is going to be an ugly game. I do too. It's going to be run heavy, and it's it's going to be a meat grinder game. It's, yeah, it's going to be a low scoring affair, I believe. And yeah, I'm taking the under on this, regardless of what it is. If I'm taking a Vegas sportsbook bet, yeah, this this has the feel of a you know thirteen to ten type of game. I think Amari Cooper has a decent game. I would start him. Nick Chubb, obviously, you're going to start. Kareem Hunt. I would start Hunt is, too. That's hard for me. It's easy in my league because there's no defense or kicker, and we have, like, three extra flex spots, so I can always find room to put him into my lineup. I don't know if I'm playing a standard setup lineup that I'm wasting a flex there. Yeah, if you're in PPR, Hunt is definitely worthy of starting. Yes. Pretty much every week is a flex because even the weeks that he doesn't score a touchdown, he's getting 15 touches, and most of it's carries, but he gets three, four targets – you know, and they move the ball. That's the thing. And they, they have move been the moving. ball consistently running. Their offensive line is arguably the best in the NFL. Yeah, and Chubb is leading the league in rushing touchdowns. And if some of that dries up for him a little bit, and they start to go the, the way of Hunt, some um, he's going to have better weeks ahead of himself. But he's had two, I think, two weeks where he scored touchdowns, and the weeks that he didn't, he still got you like eight, nine points in PPR. Yep. So, I mean, he's got a pretty safe floor. He's going to be right around 10 points. And then if he gets into the end zone, you got a really good flex. So, sure. Um, and I guess if they do take away Chubb, Kareem Hunt still has potential upside there. And they do, they do I don't always, think you're stopping Chubb fully, but... No, I think Chubb will still get his. But they're, they definitely they find ways to get both of them on the field, too. You know, they'll, they'll have both of them in the backfield quite often. Um, so, you know, if... if New England does focus on shutting Chubb down, which should be their primary focus. Uh, I do think Hunt could have himself a, a nice day out of the backfield, just receiving. Sure. Are you starting Mostly. anyone in New England? I'm not. Ramondre Stevenson is the only one. Uh, yeah, I don't know that he's going to be able to get anything going. That's all they have. Yeah. Jacoby Myers, maybe because of the target volume that we've talked Mac about. Mac Jones him, most but... likely is not going to play, though. Right. And even without Mac Jones, he's still Bailey's, in targets. Yeah, Bailey's app. But it's like what good are 11 targets if it's an offense it's i mean we can say the same thing about dallas though dallas doesn't move the ball as or i mean moves the ball better than new england does but they're with cooper rush you're still starting cd lamb every week yeah that's true um jacoby myers is poised for a breakout game i do think it's just going to happen when mac jones is in yeah that's i'm not thinking it's going to be this week no that and that's that's fair i mean you're you're counting on a, a backup fourth round pick, yeah, rookie to who really hasn't been horrible. I will say, I'll give him, I'll give credit where credit's due for being asked to do what Bailey Zapp's asked to do right now. He's played pretty well. Yeah, I just, uh, I think it's going to be just a like you said, a meat grinder of a game. So I just, there's, I don't expect yeah. there to be a lot of pass catching. Yeah, so Ramondre, I will say, will probably be the only guy I would start as well. He's, he is due, and yeah. it's his backfield now. Harris is out, so. I think we can wrap that game up. Yeah, for sure. Buck Steelers is the next game on the schedule. Uh, this should be a bloodbath. <laughs> Tampa's better. Kenny Pickett's walking into fucking the beaches of Normandy right now. Yeah, this is an absolute fucking. Yeah, it's uh, 
shitstorm of a game for him to walk into. Oh, God, dude. I would be horrified from the first snap that I'm going to get killed. Yeah, Tampa's better in all phases. And it's, uh, and it's <clears throat> noticeably better. Right. That's where they close. can pass better. They can run better. Their defensive line is going to have a field day with that offensive line yep. unit in Pittsburgh. Najee's probably knees shaking right now. He has wants nothing to do with what he's going to run into 20 times today. Yeah. It's it's going to be ugly. Pittsburgh's 1-4. and four. This is going to be the first year that Tomlin doesn't have a winning record. Oh, for sure. And I think they're going to get mollywopped. Yeah, Tampa's 3-2 and two right now. They really need to win this game because they're trying to keep pace in this division. And too. Tom Brady hasn't turned the ball over in like 185 pass attempts I just saw or something like that. So if you limit Pittsburgh's take over ability or takeaway ability it's that's their only chance yeah, and, and tom's not making that many mistakes he's he's a wily old man he he knows where to go with the ball most of the time and if if he does make a mistake they're few and far between but if he does make one he usually doesn't make another nope so you know without tj watt there to really <clears throat> supply really, pressure yeah. um i think brady's gonna be able to sit back and just find his open should guy be a and, nice game for tampa this week i would start every single person on their roster. I would start both running backs and Rashad White and yeah. I think this is Leonard a um, Fournette. This is a get right sort of statement game. I think for Tampa, they're, yeah. I think that they want to blow out Pittsburgh and send a message like, "Hey, we're we're still the Bucks. Yeah. We're still here." Um, I would very much. I'm very confident that Tampa has no shot at losing this game. Yeah, I would. This is this is about as surefire of an NFL game as you're ever gonna get. I think so. And with saying that, they'll probably fucking lose now. But. <laughs> as soon as we open our mouths, yeah, they're gonna lose by like thirty-two. It'll be like thirty to three. But no, I I think Tom blows up this week. I think he's gonna throw for three hundred, and I think the offense in general. I think they put thirty on the board easily. And I I really have a tough time seeing Pittsburgh scoring anything more than you know ten or fourteen points. It's a very safe feeling, and in fantasy, that's refreshing when you mm-hmm. have a guy in your lineup and you feel actually good about it yeah you don't have any worry about what if this happens or what if the game script goes this way i don't i i would feel completely safe with any one of the tampa playmakers yeah right from from brady fournette godwin godwin evans Evans, all of them yep for sure i don't know that i'm starting the tight end though i probably wouldn't because you don't know who it's going to be last week it was kate otten yeah what the fuck Um, man they have Brate there still they have kyle rudolph kyle Brate, the roster pirate staying through oj howard rob gronkowski is just making it (laughs) just making it there were years like four or five years ago that he was actually like a starting level tight end and then he lost his job to oj howard and then gronk came in and then so props to him for sticking around with tampa because he could have looked elsewhere and found a starting job somewhere. My man just wants to win. Went but from Jameis Winston to Tom Brady. Fucking upgrade. Only slightly, though. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I I, th- I don't know who the tight end that's going to be worthy of playing is in that offense for Tampa. So, it's like, you're better off not starting yeah, anyone. It's, it's a complete dart throw. But any, any one of their top three receivers, you know, even Gage could maybe even get in there as a flex this week. Uh, I just think it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, I'm not touching a single person on Pittsburgh. I'm sitting Najee this week. I There's no way. I, I can't get myself to trust Najee. No, he's if there's ever a week to sit him, even with the volume he's probably going to see, it's this one. Jalen Warren is still there too and out-touches him and when the games get really bad really quick. We saw that two weeks ago where Jalen Warren out-touched him. And that was basically because Pittsburgh was getting mollywopped, and I think you're going to see a lot of that today again. Yeah, Warren could get some touches this week just because they not don't. enough to justify starting him though is where I'm at. You no. know what I mean? But that also takes away 
from Najee's value as well, which I already think is going to be very low. I just yeah. stay away. Yep. Um, we can probably move along. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We got Jets at Green Bay. Ish. What the fuck do I? The. Well, they're not division leading, but the above five hundred New York Jets versus somehow. The- above average or above 500 green bay packers yeah the, the packers i'd say I'd, i'm less surprised that they're having a you know they're what are what are they three and two mm-hmm. um but the jets being three and two that's a they'd be four and one if they ran the ball so yeah. all i've heard for the last week <laughs> well look for them to get the running backs involved this week then because uh you know the squeaky wheel gets the grease i'm just surprised I like that. That's a Brainerd quote. <laughs> if I've ever heard it, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> all right, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with this? If the yeah, if the run game in Green Bay is as solid as everyone believes it to be, and with the depth that they have at the position, how they just haven't hyper focused on running the offense through screen plays and dump passes and yeah. play action through that, I'll never understand. Malafleur is one of the best coaches in the NFL. He should adapt to this and give Aaron more opportunity to take the deep ball when he just keeps dicing people up for five to seven yard gains and just wait for the big play to come they're rushing it too much you saw last week in the last two drives he threw like six passes in a row over 30 yards you can't do that not especially with your wide receivers you don't have tay down there anymore throwing the jump ball to him they're not gonna win those and just you have to come to the realization that your offense is different now and this is how you need to play to win games you gotta grind it out and just dink back and dunk down the field and just get 21 to 24 points a game and hope your defense shuts down because your defense is still solid. It, that's how Green Bay needs to win games. I know that Rodgers probably wants to be, you know, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Of, he doesn't of old, need to be, not but, with the way the roster is built. Right. The, the way that offense is built, uh, I don't think that should be the expectation this year. The biggest and thing is just not turn the ball over when you play that way, and he doesn't. He doesn't that's turn the, the ball biggest, over. That's, that's the biggest thing. They can win that way. Yeah. I just don't understand how they haven't fully philosophically committed to that type of gameplay yet. Well, and I do I don't, think what do I know? I'm this not is a NFL good week coach. to get the running game going, though, because the Jets, I, the best player on the Jets' defense is probably already Sauce Gardner. Yep. And if you want to take him out of the game, what do you do? You don't throw. And if Simple. you do throw, you throw out the linebackers who yeah. are covering A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones out of the backfield and Bobby yep. Tanyan going up the seam. I think Tanyan could have a decent game. I do, too. Because they're they're going to try to, I think, keep it away from the outside and try to hit the middle of the field and then hit the flats. It's a perfect They can perfect gash them in the middle. Fan. Their safeties are not great. Yeah, I think uh, I think that it's going to be run heavy for Green Bay. Uh, you're starting. I'm starting both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. I think there's room for both of them to have a nice day. How I think the they will have a big game. Fuck is Blaine Gabbert still in the league? I'm um, so over that. <laughs> Sorry, I got <laughs> sidetracked. I just saw that TV, but I, dude, I can't with that man. Uh, and then on the other side of things, I have a really tough time starting anybody outside of Brees Hall for New York. I I'm staying so far away from Brees Hall this week that I'm playing. I will get, him. I will get into that later. I'm I'm playing him. He's going to get a ton of touches because they need him. But the pass catching group, it's you never know where it's you going. can't throw on Green Bay. Their secondary is fucking good, and they're getting a lot healthier. I think they're just going to load the box, and I think they're going to kill Brees Hall this week. I'm benching Brees Hall in every league if I have him. I think Rodgers is going is finding a chip to put on his shoulder right now, and right. down the stretch of this season, especially when they get to a point now when the Vikings are putting kind of pressure on because. They have to win to keep pace. The Vikings are 4-1. They're a game back, and they lost their first game against Minnesota. Yeah, he The Packers knows. 
have to keep winning. He knows that and Minnesota needs to drop one, and the only way they can get back to even with them, granted Minnesota will still have the tiebreaker, is if Minnesota drops one and they win. So they have to continually win until Minnesota loses to get back that's, in this mix. That's just it. Like they have they have ground to, to make up right now, and that seems to be when you get the best of Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Is when he has to be He made it very great. clear this is still his division. Yeah. I I think Minnesota blows this division lead. I still think Green Bay wins this division this year. I still am not entirely convinced that the Vikings are the best team in the division. I don't think it's going to be pretty, but I think that Green Bay will grind it out and it'll be down to the wire week 17, week 18, where we find out who wins the NFC North. Yeah, it like I think the Vikings could be. They could establish themselves as the better team in the division. But so far, they've been so inconsistent. On paper, they're much better. They are. You would think so. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they've been so inconsistent. And then, you know, they're playing teams. When they play teams that are below their level, they shouldn't struggle as much as they do. Um, Green Bay is still just, they just seem like Rodgers knows how to win. They can stay in every game for the most part. Yeah. So I I still think it's going to be a dogfight for the division. I think as the Packers feel the pressure kind of ramp up a little bit, you're going to start to see more of Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things as needed. And yeah, and four and one right now is great for Minnesota. You're sitting there and you're feeling good about it. But the thing is, this game is huge because five and one compared to four and two feels a whole lot different. Well, especially considering the fact that before the season started, you're looking at this game against Miami and you're assuming that everyone's assuming bashing too for everybody. Yeah. So Vikings versus Miami this week with a healthy two and a healthy Dolphins offense is a way different feel. I agree. And you have, like, me personally. You guys I'm looking a bullet getting to play them this week. I'm looking at this game preseason thinking, okay, this is probably a loss. We're playing on the road against a really strong Miami team. Sure. Uh, this is a chance now to really kind of pad the win column. And steal in a game, this game. In mm-hmm. a game that you sh- really couldn't have expected a win. Sure. Uh, to get to 5-1 and one and to be able to have a win over Miami. Yeah, that's huge. That, that would be a massive, massive. This is a really, really big game for the division down the stretch for the Vikings. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see how this game goes. Yeah, it's it's going to be... I will be watching this game today for sure. There's a lot on the line. So, I, you know, this is their this is their one of their best chances to really create some separation uh, or some breathing room for themselves down the stretch. So, uh, that said, I, I do think the Grand, the Grand Bay Packers... The Green Bay Packers are, are going to win this week. Uh, they're playing at home, and I think that they're pissed after, you know... You know, how things went reason. last week. Yeah. So I think this is, I don't know what if I'd call it a get right game for them, but I think that they realize, okay, this pressure's on now. We can't fall to three and three and possibly allow the Vikings to get to five and one. Right. Uh, yeah, because that's much that's more essentially, grim too. That's at, much more grim. At, at this point, that's essentially three, game, yep. three games down, and that's a really tough like, hole to climb oh. out of. So Green Bay, I would I would bet the house that Green Bay wins this game, and I I do think that they'll win it handily, and I think, you know, you don't believe in Milf Hunter, mm, not this week. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I, think so. I trust him after the game in the bars. <laughs> Guy, I'll seal the deal for sure. But. Well, I don't know about the Green Bay bars though. Nah, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> He'll find one. Someone's gonna say, "Ah, New York's probably not so bad this time of year either. It's just <laughs> as cold." Um, I think we can move along. Start the Green Bay defense, by the way. I think they have a chance to have a really good day. Yeah, I think they're going to kill Brees Hall. Um, like I said, I'll discuss that more going forward. But yeah. I think the run game stops in Green Bay. Um, let's see what do we got next. 49ers, Falcons, baby. Yeah. Mariota for fucking MVP. 
I think the 49ers actually don't win this game by as much as people think they will. Atlanta likes to hang in games. Kyle Pitts is back. Yeah. Not that that fucking matters, yeah, but Kyle Pitts is back. They got their best blocking tight end <laughs> on their roster. Well, who, Jeff yeah, Swaim? Yeah. That guy's a beauty. <laughs> you guys uh, should offer Swaim for Pitts straight dude, up. Dude, that's fire trade. <laughs> hey, Swaim knows Arthur Smith. He was his tight end coach. I'm just saying. Hey, I'm just saying, dude. I don't know much about football, Smith, but I know a little bit. Smith might be a fan of his. <laughs> um, Kyle Pitts has to. I mean, we talked about this before the podcast started. You're in tight end purgatory with Kyle Pitts right now. You really are. You can't trade him for fucking anything. Nobody even wants him. What would you get? Hayden Hurst? Like, if that. And the upside is so high. The upside is so high, so you can't drop him. You wasted a high draft pick on him because I'm sure you'd, unless you made a move for him early when he was sucking. You can't bench him because he's all they have. You know the week that you bench him is the week that he goes out and puts up 12 for 160 and three touchdowns. And it's not like Drake London's lighting the world on fire or like Cordell Patterson's not even playing. Like, what the hell, man? Somebody in that offense has to produce. At some point. And right? they, And they're still scoring. It's just like Olamid Zacchaeus or whatever yeah, the hell his name is. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a bunch of no names are getting yeah. touchdowns. It's it's, like, at some point, the big from? names need to start producing there. Mariota does love his tight ends, too. I hope they try to work Pitts back into this offense. They have to try. They and fucking better. This is a big indicator on how – I think this is my last – Hurrah. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't go well today, it's I'm, be, I'm in trouble. It's it's really hard to hang on to him. Yeah. It really is. I think San Francisco is going to win this game, but like you said, I also think because San Francisco is so run heavy, they also I, – I wouldn't expect them to blow out Atlanta. I do think the Niners are going to handle this game I do too. easily. It's going to be an easy win, I think, for them because the defense is really, really good still. And I just don't think it's going to be like a 40-10 to 10 blowout. I think it's going to be like Niners 24. I think it's going to be like 23-19. It's something ugly it's, like that. It's going to be like Niners 24, you know, Falcons 14, but the Niners were in control the entire, entire time. Yeah. Where it never felt like they were. Or it was 24-7 at half or something, something like that. Something like yeah. that is kind of what I expect. I think the Niners will, will really handle them, but it's not going to look that way on paper. Jeff Wilson, I think, is a really good start this week. He's going to get a ton of work, lots of touches. Um, He's and then, just so uninspiring. He just he's he's not a sexy he's just pick. Jeff Wilson he's, Jr. He's man. fucking Jeff Wilson. <laughs> they there's a he is the Brandon Cooks of running backs. There is a prominent radio show in the Twin Cities that I listen to every morning that makes the point a lot of times. Back in the day, the Vikings had a player on their defense. His name was Tom Johnson, who was always underrated, and they always argued that Tom Johnson would be a like a much more of a household name in the if NFL if he had a more exciting name. Mm-hmm. So they started calling him Sebastian Thunderbucket. Sebastian Thunderbucket. So. <laughs> I'm con- I'm convinced that Jeff Wilson is kind of looked at the same way. Like he just oh flies under God. the radar because Sebastian, it's. Like, I can't get over that. That's, that's fucking incredible. <laughs> Sebastian Thunderbucket. That's, that's Jeff Wilson. That's Jesus Shuttlesworth 2.0. Yes, it's fucking Sebastian Thunderbucket in the Niners backfield. That's incredible. I love that for us. I think that's I, actually hilarious. It's 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 a good point though, <laughs> and I think Wilson is an easy RB two week this week. I could get. I think he could sneak into RB one. Bro, that's Brandon Cooks. He, yeah, honestly, that's that's hilarious. Guys that just fly under the radar because they're just so normal. And I, I the Niners are going to win this game. Start the Niners defense. I mean, you start Sebastian Thunderbucket. Correct. Start Thunderbucket. Um, and then I mean, Debo is an obvious start. Brandon Ayuk is, at this point I think is almost droppable. Yeah, I agree. He hasn't done shit. Uh, Kittle is like 
kind of a Kyle Pitts type where you don't you can't drop him. You probably can't trade him to get good value. I did expect this more much. so after last year with Kittle, and he is just such a highly touted tight end, and yeah. everyone knows his name, that he was going to go this high regardless. Yep. But he's just turning into a multi-utilized tight end, and they are going to use him to block because, one, Shanahan asks everyone to block, and Kittle's phenomenal from the tight end position at it blocking. It feels like his... He's above and beyond the best blocking tight end in the league, in my opinion, especially yeah. with the value he brings to the pass game, if need be. It Kittle's feels, great. It feels like his his... It's just not fantasy great. His receiving prime is almost past him at this mm-hmm. point. Is kind of what it feels like. They're yes. not using him like they used to, which indicates to me they don't think that they, they realize how much value to. he brings in the run game too. Right. So it's like I, you might still see some big weeks from him, but you're never gonna. I don't think ever again no. you're gonna see a 1,200 yard George Kittle season. No. Maybe I missed the mark on that, but I just—I think you didn't. I think that's very. Fair. We're five weeks into the year, and they're still and he and obviously he was banged up to start the season. So, but the way they use him as a blocker, I don't know that they want to use him as a primary weapon receiving. You know, I I just I, I don't think consistently. I think no. that they still want to get him involved, and they know how good he is, and that he can have big games like that. You just I just don't think you can predict what week it's going to be going forward because, yeah. yeah. He's asked to do so much in that offense, and he's a huge cog and to make that machine run. And they identify as a run-first team for the most Very part. Very much so. so. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's move along. I think we can get into the afternoon games. Um, Deal. I think we covered all the noon games so far. I yeah, we did. I believe okay. so. Yeah. Uh, Arizona at Seattle. This sounds – oh, my God. What is – That yeah, is horrendous. Yeah. Green Bay's my uniforms. God. Can we not – that is ugly. sorry for these live reactions. We're on Fox Game Day right now, but uh, if you are listening to this and watch the game Sunday, let us know what you think of Green Bay's uniforms because those they are, are atrocious. Those are pretty fucking bad. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. Anyway, um, <laughs> this game should not be as interesting to me as it is. Seattle should not be anything. Geno Smith is actually playing pretty well. Which is shocking. I don't know how this is happening. I don't get it. But playing better than Russ. Not even close. Like two hundred million cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't bad. Maybe Pete Carroll was onto something, man. <laughs> that ain't bad. Yeah, maybe he was finally sick on Mr. Unlimited. Yeah, Pete Pete's an old dog. You think but Pete's he, over it? You think oh, Pete was over yeah, Russ? Pete's over it. Did you see Marshawn Lynch on Richard Sherman's podcast the other day? He said that he doesn't reach out to Russ anymore because he Russ won't give even guys like Lynch guys he's close with he won't give you his personal cell phone number you got to get to him through his manager why you have to contact his manager to make contact with Russell Wilson so Marshawn Lynch is like yo if I got to contact your fucking manager I can't even just I can't even just give you a call to see how you're doing I ain't calling no it's exactly that's very much a Marshawn Lynch thing his words were almost verbatim if I can't call you direct, I'm not calling you. Yeah, I'm not fucking waiting around to hear from your assistant. Marshall how, Lynch is just he, his time's just as important to how him. How out of touch him. are you with reality that to, you, to say, yeah. "Hey, Marshawn Lynch, call You're my man." Alienating everyone, everyone. Those are your friends. Why wouldn't Everybody. you give your fucking friends your phone number? Guys, guys from like the you know the um like their heyday, the Legion of Boom days, are like coming out of the woodwork now, piling on, saying, talking about how just. They different sauce coming, yeah. He's Which just a shocking. fucking. And then, like, game. how much different is it even comparing to Tom Brady, who's forty-five? Yeah. And he's Tristan Wirfs the other day. They're interviewing him. He goes, "No, I don't have Tommy's number yet." That's so. Funny. As of two years ago, <laughs> and then after the interview, like an hour later, 
Tom he Texan. gets a text and is like, hey, what's up? It's your favorite quarterback or something <laughs> like that. And he goes, hey, what's up, Tommy boy? Yeah. So like things like that, as soon as he realizes, oh, he doesn't have my number, he's more than welcome to have my number. I don't care. And he's fucking Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah, Russell Wilson's a big name, but he's not fucking Tom Brady. Yeah. And that's just the difference in leadership there. And there's a reason why some guys run at the two-yard line during the Super Bowl <laughs> and some guys throw. I don't know. Do you understand now why I fucking despise Russell Wilson? <laughs> Do you think Wilson? Marshawn Lynch is over that? No, absolutely not. I don't Could have a game-winning touchdown I don't think he'll ever. Bowl. I don't think he'll ever let go of that. I don't think he cares because it's Marshawn Lynch. I mean, at the end and, of the day, whatever, I still made my money, but he literally lost a ring because of that. Yeah. You don't want to run with me on the two-yard line? It'd my be, nickname is literally Beast Mode. I think it'd be way different <laughs> if he had not gotten a ring before that. Yeah. You know, Could you imagine if that was your... A lot of those guys, that's the only shot they ever had at a ring. Correct. And that's how you lost your Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. It'd be tough to forgive. I would be so internally upset. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, dude, are you shitting me? No, I the think... The whole season for that? I, I think uh, for the guys that were, you know, that didn't get a ring but were in that Super Bowl loss for Seattle, it's like, mm-hmm. that's that... How do you let go of that? Knowing you were that right there. What's worse, that? If that's your only time you ever go to the Super Bowl if you're, or if you go to four and just get the brakes beaten off you in Buffalo in a row? Um, At least going to four straight... You had a fun ride. At least, and years. Seattle did mollywop Denver when they, they won. Beat them yeah, like it was. It was it, bad. The game was over at half, yeah, and was, then they took bad. the opening second half kickoff to the house, Hosted. and they were already killing them. Hello, Percy Harvin. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Seahawks. I think from back then. I I I. I mean, at that time, Russell Wilson still wasn't like hated like I hate him now. He was fine, but looking back. I kind of love that he lost that game. That's yeah, or that Super you. Bowl. I feel I feel for guys like Marshawn because you like Marshawn Lynch as a he's a funny person. He's just you know, but and the Legion of Boom. Yeah, but uh, Richard Russ Sherman. is just such a fucking tool bag that I kind of enjoy the fact that he didn't get a chance to win a second Super Bowl. I will say I'm kind of surprised that Russ didn't just say fuck this play call. We're throwing it or we're running it. Sorry. He trusts himself, though. You know he does. He probably wanted to make the play. He's Mr. Unlimited. He for sure wanted it. I mean, if your he, coach gives you the option to make the play to win the Super Bowl, I feel like most of those guys are not scared of that. They want that. Yeah. They want their number called. I, Even if you try to run it in, they should have ran a fucking Wildcat. Throw me in there, coach. That'd be sick. <laughs> wildcat with a game on the line Holy fuck. in the Super Bowl. That would have been fucking crazy. Yeah, he fires it at Marshawn's <laughs> knees. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, uh, we're way sidetracked yeah, we on this one. All right. So, and, <laughs> fucking. So, yeah, we could probably if, talk about the game yeah, and not the Super Bowl from four years ago. Yeah. Uh, Seattle, I do think, is going to come back to earth at some point. But I can see them having a decent day. Arizona's defense is not that great. And DK has shown that. He Tyler Lockett has well. also and been Lockett, extremely yeah. stable, which surprised the hell out of me. I thought I if anyone was going to get the ball still, it was going to be DK. I thought so, too. Tyler Lockett's had double-digit points, I think, in every week but one. Yeah, Gino's loving it. Gino said, I They're, can do this, too. This shit's easy, Russ. Why'd you want to leave? I don't know how in the hell he went from being Gino Smith fucking second-round bust to Gino Smith, I'm better than Russell Wilson. And I, had, I did like what he said, where he said, everybody wrote me off, but I ain't right back, though. And yeah. I ran back. I thought that was cool. I thought it was funny in a presser that, um, what was the quote? Somebody asked, a reporter asked him a question, um, and he was talking about how he, you know, he's always had confidence in himself. He's like, I know I could throw the ball, yada, yada, yada. Um, and the guy kind of rebutted back and said something. He's like, 
Gino reply back to him says, have you ever seen me throw? I'm like, well, yeah, we've seen you throw. That's why you were a fucking bench player for like yeah. five years, dude. Like everybody A lot of people throw. saw you throw. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't like what they saw. But And guys that know what they're talking about. <laughs> but, I mean, props to him for, for figuring shit out. And, and kudos to Pete Carroll, too, for finding a way to use him. Because, I mean, we talked before the season that Drew Locke was going to be starting games at some mm. point. And I think at this point, there's no chance they go to Drew Locke. Even no. if Geno falls off. He's shown potential, at least. He's shown, to... he shown that the, he can be good enough for in their scheme to Poor win Drew games. Locke. Drew Locke is just stuck. Mm-hmm. He's a career backup from here on out. You know, he's yep. never going to have a chance. I don't think. Not, not unless he goes to an awful fucking team. Right. Like another Seahawks down the road and he turns into Geno Smith. Or Atlanta when Mariota's gone something if like, Ritter doesn't yeah. pan out or something like that. Uh, Kenneth Walker, I think, will have a decent day. And I oh, think yeah. Look at him to take over the backfield here and establish he's himself gonna, he's as gonna the dominate clear touches. cut going forward. He has to. He's gonna he dominate. has to have a good game to give people confidence, especially his coaching staff in him. He, he's a lock for 20 touches a game, I he think. He needs to prove that he can handle the workload, and I think that's where we're at. He has the skill. Everybody yeah. knows that. He has to be able to handle the workload, and I think that this will be a big telltale sign of how he's going to be used going forward. Yes. So, I mean, I'd hammer Kenneth Walker this week. Start him in every league that you have. Yep. I wouldn't wait and see you picked him up for a reason you used a priority waiver claim on him or spent a lot of fab money i know we spent 87 of our 100 dollars <laughs> on him to get him every so. cent we had i think that it's a big as big of a home run as you can take for someone hopping into an elevated role this week yeah. and i think that this is the safest bet i think this game's got some shootout potential i'm starting both dk and Lockett. i'm starting uh kenneth walker and i think i would start Geno smith because i think that their defense is we've seen that their defense is not great uh, and Arizona's offense, I think, is looking for a game to kind of get things going. And Rondell Moore is back now. Yeah, and, and this is one. And I think Rondell Moore is just a streamer for this week because Hopkins comes back next week. Yeah. Uh, James Conner's been ruled out, however, so that could hurt. But you know Benjamin again. Arizona's not, he's not exciting. Arizona's not a run first team anyway. No. So if Kyler is, that's if about this, it. If anything, this is going to force him to throw the ball more. So I think Kyler could have a really nice Marquise day. Marquise Brown. Yeah, Hollywood Brown and Zach Ertz are going to be, I think, both which we love in the top yep. twelve at their position yep. this week. Um, Rondell Moore is a sneaky wide receiver three with upside. Because Seattle proved that they can score, but they also proved that they can't let the other team not score. Right. <laughs> their defense is Sorry not for good. the double negative, but their defense is bad. And so. for fantasy, that's that's okay to attach yourself to an offense that's got a bad defense. Yeah, because you know, that's because how you put they... up points, man. Fantasy relevancy. Right. Um, uh, outside of that, though, I don't think I'm starting either defense. No. And no, do I'm not. rolling from there. Into, in my opinion... A very interesting game due to some running back trade rumors. Carolina and the Rams. Both these teams are trying to move their running backs. McCaffrey's going to Buffalo, and then it's all over for everybody involved. If Christian McCaffrey goes to Buffalo and he does not get hurt. Even if he gets hurt, they're fine. They, they still have. They're, they're going to score 40 a game. I mean, my fucking They God. will be unstoppable. They, in my opinion, there's too many guys to account for. <laughs> It's just, way too many. <laughs> and then I don't care if you invested every single penny of your salary cap on your defense and had 11 rookies on offense. You don't have enough defensive talent to stop that. There's yeah, too much going on. There, there's Continuity might be an issue, but I think McCaffrey will fit in just fine. They'll, oh, yeah, for sure. He is the, I mean, he would be incredible in that offense. I don't know if they got enough to make a deal with Carolina because they just have to retain the salary. That's the biggest thing, that's, which that's, means probably throwing an extra draft pick, but yeah. if Buffalo's all in. I think Carolina fuck them draft picks. I think that they bounce back a little bit this week. 
I know the Rams' defense is pretty good. Sometimes. But they've been bad this year. They've been great, and they're giving up tons of points to wide receivers. I think DJ Moore could have a bounce-back game. Uh, he's still the number one there, and he got things going a little bit last week. Um, I'm okay starting him this week. I think if you're a DJ Moore owner, right now you're holding him in the hopes that he gets traded somewhere mm-hmm. that, that needs him as a wide receiver one. That knows out how to actually fucking use him. But he produced last year a Sam Darnold around, and if he can produce a Sam Darnold, I, I, I don't see why he can't do it this week as well. So I, I think that... He could have a bounce back week. I'm just worried about Ramsey. I think he's exponentially better than either of those wide receivers in Carolina, and yeah. I think that he's actually going to have a decent game. Yeah, I I think it's and because the Rams' offense has been so dysfunctional, I think it's going to be a close game. Yeah, I do too. Sadly, <laughs> closer than people expect it to be. The Rams aren't the Rams of old. They're still on the Super Bowl hangover, and same with Cincy. Both these fucking teams are coming out flat this year for the most part. So we'll see going forward, but. I do like the Rams' defense in this game. I would start them. It's, I mean, it's going to be a streamable option now at this point, which Definitely. is weird to say about the Rams' defense. You'd think they'd be consistent all the way through, having the two best players at their positions, which are, in my opinion, the most important positions on the defensive side of the ball. So you would assume that they would be better, but they haven't been. Um, I will expect them to kind of come back to the Rams' of old that we know this week and i think it's going to be close but i don't think it's going to be high scoring i think the defense is going to have a good game a lot of yards for cooper cup i would not be surprised if he doesn't get into the end zone here oh yeah i think he's i think he's 100 jc horn's been great in coverage this year um so i'm thinking yeah a lot of yards for him probably i don't know that i can see cooper cup scoring a touchdown here they maybe it's an Allen robinson game finally or yeah or fucking daryl henderson as a big fuck you to cam Akers. well henderson's gonna be the starter going forward cam Akers is gone there uh the report this morning was that cam Akers has philosophical and football related differences of opinion uh he's played his last snap in la i think something happened this week where he sat down with mcveigh and said you know i don't like this situation and mcveigh said i don't fucking care and mcveigh said well we don't need you then (laughs) all right bye so acres is as good as gone in my opinion they sat him he's a healthy scratch this week that tells you all you need to know yep so they're going to try to keep him healthy i think so they can trade him and try to get you know a fourth round pick or something back for him uh daryl henderson's the starter going forward and he produced last year as a starter when they needed him to now last year is way different from this year because they looked a lot better but henderson looked not bad when he took Correct. over the role for a while and so when if if the offensive line can figure things out this offense could turn it around at any point i, I mean they're good enough and same thing goes with robinson they paid robinson a ton of money to come in this year that's you gotta fucking use he's him, been dropped in a lot of leagues at this point and that's that's fair however uh, they're paying him like fifty million dollars. I still over think four there's upside there. Yeah, there's at some point they're gonna have to find ways to get somebody other than the other than Cooper Cup involved, or they won't win any games. Or they're not gonna be winning games. So if you can snag Robinson and just stash him and hang on to him and just ride the you know ride the wave of the highs and lows, but mostly lows. <laughs> yeah, if you can if you can weather the storm a little bit, I think that they will turn it around in the second half of the season at some point, and you'll be glad to have them. At that point, <coughs> same, with, I, same with Henderson, because mm-hmm. I think you know week one and when Henderson came out as a starter, week one there's a lot of eyebrows were raised, and I was firmly in the camp that Acres was going to take over the backfield eventually. I mean, he has the tools too; and, he's the better running back skill wise, <clears throat> right? So, and he did, and then all of a sudden Henderson was you know relegated to handcuff role. He's back in that starting level now, and I think he got an RB two going forward. I do too. Shall uh, we move into the? Yeah. 
game of the week, probably. This is the game of the week, 100%. It's, I mean, the night game, Sunday night, is pretty fucking good, too. But This this game should be in prime time. Buffalo, Kansas City. Yeah. This uh, is start everyone. Be, yeah. Start. I mean, that's the best way to put it. I think this is very much paying homage to the Rams-Chiefs game of a couple years ago on Monday night. That was 54-50. to 50. I don't know what the over-under is on this game. It's got to be close to fucking It's 90 probably 70-something. It's, it's yeah, I bet like, you it's honestly, yeah, it's got to be. It's going to be high. It's probably the highest One of the highest under, of all time, right? Yeah, got to be close. Probably. Um, this day and age with the way people throw I'm, the ball. I'm starting everybody. The water boy. I'm starting the fucking yeah, towel no boy. Yeah, no shit. The fucking coach's dog walker. I'm, I'm starting the guys that hold the fucking chains for the first down markers. Uh, the guy that deflates Tom Brady's football is also in my lineup. <laughs> I mean, there's literally, literally everyone. There, except for the Buffalo defense. I'm starting Patrick Mahomes. I'm starting Jackson Mahomes. All of them. <laughs> the whole fucking family. Brittany Matthews. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> uh, uh, I will say... It's hard to predict what Chiefs wide receiver will have the best day. But from a flex option, I'm okay starting Juju. I'm okay Any starting Hardman. Yeah. It just this matchup's too good and they're gonna have to throw to keep up with Buffalo. I think so yeah, their wide receivers aren't as good as Buffalo's and you shouldn't be as excited. But if they stay in this game, it's solely gonna be because Mahomes and Allen are dueling. Yeah, it's so, gonna be I think it's gonna be uh Juju and MVS are they gonna be the two. I think Travis Kelsey is probably <clears throat> gonna have all the yards he should have had last week with four touchdowns this yeah. week. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. And I think I think the Buffalo game plan defensively with Leslie Frazier, because I am somewhat familiar with him as a coach from his time in Minnesota. Bring him he's, back. He's a zone zone defense guy. They like to basically they want to limit your downfield opportunities. They don't want to let you get over the top. No, it's a lot easier when you don't have to deal with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. But they try to force you to make the short plays. Oh, they'll um, make the short plays. And there will be plenty of them, and they'll, I think. And Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends ever. He's the best tight end in the league right now, and he's the king of being able to sit down on routes when he needs to and yeah. find the soft spot in coverage. I think he's tight end one for sure this week. I think it's a lock. I think it's Mark Andrews because of Bateman not being there. But, okay, fair enough. But it's like 1A, 1B. It's not like these are hot takes by any means not either. It's just this is plays right into the exact kind of game that he plays. And Mahomes is good enough to dissect his own defense. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Um, I, it's 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 going to be a shootout. Yeah, Josh Allen's going to get his. For I would sure. It's... I would be highly, highly like very surprised if this game was less than twenty five points scored. I wouldn't from be either surprised team. if. I mean, that granted, another not hot take, but I, if they finish as QB one and two this week, not in any yeah. way surprised. No, not not at all. So start everyone minus the defenses because they're both going to get gashed. These offenses are just too good. And That's I think just leave it at that. Pretty much it. <laughs> and just yeah. enjoy the fucking game. Get your popcorn ready because it's going to be a, a hell of a game. It's going to be a really fun game to watch for sure. All right. So I think we can go to the NFC East matchup Let's at 7 20. Dallas, Philly. Who goes 5 and 1? Philly. I think so too. Philly's going to win. Um, expect a decent game from A.J. Brown. Trayvon uh, Diggs likes to give up a lot of yards. Yeah. I think. Um, I think Devonta Smith could have a really nice game. I think they both will. Um, because I, I obviously, both Philly wide receivers, you're starting, but I think AJ has a bigger day, and I think you think Devontae's going to have the bigger day. Yeah, they're both startable, and I think because AJ's going to probably have Diggs to deal with most of the time. Now, Diggs is susceptible to, to big plays. We know that. But Devonta Smith is like lightning in a bottle. You know, with his route running and his speed, he can get over the top. And if he just – who else does Dallas have that's going to be able to cover him? Javon Kurz. 
or J. Ron Curse or whatever the hell his yeah, name is. He's got nothing. He's a safety. He's he's not going to be able to keep <laughs> up with that. So I think because Anthony Barr. Yeah. Okay. Maybe if he's out here breaking collarbones yeah, first. That's about the only thing he was good for in Minnesota. But if if AJ Brown is dealing with Trayvon Diggs most of the time, and I think he probably will. Well, Diggs and Diggs is a great corner, but he doesn't play corner the same way most people do. He'll still give up shit tons of yards. Yeah. Yeah. He'll 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 AJ's going to get his too. Uh, but I, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of room. And Philly, Dallas Goddard could have a really nice I game agree. too. My big thing with AJ is that typically in years past when he has a bad day like he did last week, three for 32 or whatever it is, typically the next game he comes out and he balls. Sure. So I'd expect over 100 and a touchdown from AJ, but that could very easily be Devontae. I think they both could do it. And but this I is think a, AJ is more of the guarantee this week from this my perspective. This is a massive, massive game. And this it's is a huge, huge rivalry too. Huge. And the thing is, the other... NFC East team is also four and one. So right. I mean, there's three at the top there that are four and one. You need to win this game. There's a lot on the line here. And even if you do win it, yeah, huge game. The other team, if they win too, is still hot on your ass at five and one. You're you still are right up there with the other team for the division lead. So this is a must win game. They know it. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. This is going to be another really good game. I think this might be a better game to watch from like a this game matters perspective than the Buffalo KC game because they're more playing for seeding when they make the playoffs, right. not the division win. Yep. So I like the implications behind this game a lot. There's, These games are going to be good at night. There's more on the line in the, the Philly-Dallas game, but I think Philly's the better team. And if, if Dak was there, it would be a different story, I think. Somewhere Jeff Bezos is swinging that none of these games ever get on Thursday, and it's just the fucking horrible Denver and whoever bad team they're playing that week. These Thursday night games have been fucking brutal, man. Horrible. Next year, I guarantee you, next year the Thursday games will be way better because Amazon's got way too much power. Yeah, they invested so money. much money, too. I saw the stat how much they paid for like the 10-year contract or whatever. And per each game that they've spent this year, they've spent upwards of like $300 million per touchdown or something like that. It's just fucking horrible. They they have way too much buying power and and sway and skin in this game now to say like, hey, we're giving you all this money. We want some better ratings. Give us better fucking matchups. Mm -hmm. There will be a lot better Thursday night games next year, and I would would bank on that. I think the NFL realizes nobody wants to play on Thursday yet. Well, that's, that's fair. But I, I absolutely I think that at some point after the season or maybe even already, Amazon, you know, sits down and they, they talk to the guys at the NFL and say, Hey, we're trying to be partners here. We're not trying to get taken advantage of. Right. You know? We take advantage of people. We're right. Amazon. It's not the other way around. We do the fuck. <laughs> yeah, we fuck everybody over. <laughs> we don't get fucked. <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. But um if Dak was here, I would say Dallas is gonna would be a lot, lot better. Uh, this is obvious. I mean this is yeah, goes without saying. But if Dak was there, this game would be, I think, a, a little bit closer, a lot of bit closer matchup. I don't think Philly's going to blow them out, but I think Philly does win, and I think it's fairly handily. Yeah, I like uh, Ceedee Lamb in this matchup. I just don't yeah. think Slay's good enough to keep him contained the entire day. No, and then you know Gallup could have some room too, but and Dallas is going to have to move the ball through there some because I think the ground game is going to get shut down. Jordan Davis is an absolute fucking monster in the middle. Yeah, he is. And Zeke has not been efficient with his touches. Pollard might have a decent day, but he's always limited with his uh, his volume. They're going to have to outside zone scheme this if they want yeah. any chance of having a decent run game this week. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna like they're not going to be able to run up the middle. So they're going to yeah. struggle. So the running game, I think, is going to struggle as a whole, and I think they're going to be forced to throw a little bit more. And it's when you've got. You know, Cooper Rush back. Yeah, he's very Jimmy G esque from when he took over for Brady, yeah. where he's going to win you games, but he's not exciting from a fantasy perspective at all. No. So I, I, I think 
you know, like we said, I think Philly wins this game fairly handily because they can shut down the running game in Dallas, but there's a lot on the line, so things can go crazy. I'd he's start Sanders game. this week as well. Yeah, Miles Sanders is a start this week for sure. He's I, he's he's playing himself into almost RB2-ish. Yeah, yeah, he's you can, you can get away sure. with starting him mm-hmm. almost every week now. I think there's the volume is there in the offense. And Philly's great, yeah. And Jalen Hurts is vulturing touchdowns at a ridiculous rate right now. <laughs> uh, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to finish the season with 15 rushing touchdowns. I think, I think there's a chance he likes to steal those goal he's, line. He loves those play calls. He's on pace for something like that right now. I'm going to pull it up real quick while I'm talking. But he's had, I mean, he's got to have six or seven rushing touchdowns already this year. Yeah. Something along those lines. And that I don't think will continue. I don't think that can sustain. That's almost a historic rate. He's at six right now, but he's only at four passing touchdowns. So, yeah, so my man has a rushing over a rushing touchdown every week. Correct. Uh, that just, it's not going to sustain. Lamar Jackson point. didn't even do that when he had his MVP year. Yeah, at, at some point, touchdowns are going to start going in other directions, whether it's A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, or... Miles Sanders. Mm-hmm. So Sanders, with the volume he's getting, if you can just hang on, eventually the touchdowns will come. I love it. Shall we move into the Monday game? Yes, sir. And what do you know? Denver on prime time again. This I need is, the Chargers to just kill them. I hope I would love if the Chargers just fucking I'm fucking over it, man. Denver needs to get out prime time until they can prove that they're a decent football team because yeah. this is horrible. It's. I know Rush is playing through quote unquote injury, but regardless, he shouldn't be, be being outperformed in Seattle by Geno. Yeah, the the Denver offense is completely like, um, like dysfunctional. Nathaniel Hackett is, uh, I think, <laughs> showing why he is not ready to be an NFL head coach. Um. Yeah, it's abysmal in Denver right now. It's it, it's not good. And, and for how much hope you had to start the season, that's it's they're probably pretty down bad. And they're still three and two. Fucking somehow, but and in that division too, three and three and two feels a lot more like one and four in that division mm-hmm. specifically because you yeah. got Kansas City and, and LA to deal with, and the Chargers are far and away better than Denver right so now. So Denver needs to win this game. I don't see them winning this game. No. I'm not starting Melvin. I would start him because the LA rush defense has not been great, but he also hasn't looked good. That's you know the whole offense hasn't looked good True. outside of outside of Sutton and Judy that have been okay. Sutton's been more consistent. A little bit more consistent. He also wasn't hurt for a couple weeks. But, you know, outside of Sutton and Judy, who have been okay. Uh, Albert Okagwadwanaman. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's not a lot to like about this Denver offense. Even the defense this week, I think I'm probably sitting because yeah, LA, I agree. LA can carve you up. Yep. Um, Herbert needs to start. And, I mean, Eckler's been playing a lot better recently, too. So their offense is starting games. to get there. Keenan's going to come back. Life will be life will be good in LA again. They'll go back to form. Yeah, I think the expectation is that Keenan comes back next week. Yep. So for this week, Josh Palmer could be a flex if you need one, but he's also looked not great the last two weeks, even yeah. without. I actually Keenan think there. there's a pretty decent chance he has a good day. I like that pick. He he could, uh, but I you know I would have thought the same the last two weeks, and he hasn't done a whole lot. So it, maybe, but it's a dart throw if anything. Yeah. Um, but I, the Chargers should win this game fairly easily. I agree. I agree. I think I would even look at streaming the Chargers' defense if I don't have any better options. I don't hate it this week. Denver hasn't yeah. done much. This is a division game. They're usually a little bit uglier. And if they if it gets out of hand quick and you force Russell to throw, I don't think he can make those throws with how he's feeling right now. Yeah. So. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Denver's going to be able to move the ball downfield no. very well. Not with, enough to scare you. No. With Russ's arm being the way it is, they're going to have to try to move the ball with like the short passing game. And, you know. They haven't shown the ability to really move the ball at all. 
so far this year. So sure. Um, all right. You want to get into some Shine Pine Borderline picks Let's before we wrap it. this thing up? Uh, yeah. My first shine is Tyler Boyd versus New Orleans. T. Higgins, if especially if he's out, this is a huge play for me. I think Boyd finally steps up and makes a play, and they need to get back to the Cincinnati of old where Joe Burrow's throwing for 350 a game. New Orleans is looking rough, too. I don't know that they're going to be able to stay on the field on offense to start. Yeah. And, two, because of that, their defense is going to get tired and that's when big plays happen i think you could see a deep teller boyd touchdown here today uh even if higgins plays i don't know that he's not going to be on a snap count or just a limited role yeah i think teller boyd here has the potential to play really well yeah i with um with higgins even playing last week and doing what he did it's i think boyd is in a, a spot where you could see definitely an uptick in targets and he didn't produce but i think like the matchup with new orleans being the way that it is having their offense be so subjectively bad based on injuries yep that the defense is going to have a field day trying to get off the field at all and i don't think that it's going to be consistent enough offensively for them to not be on the field as a defense probably 65 percent of the plays today fair point um my shine is don brady Oh yeah. Uh it's goat season. No, they're they're gonna we talked about this. They're gonna piece the Steelers today, and I think it starts with Brady. Kenny I, Pickett's terrified. The, yeah. Well the running game in, in Tampa's been okay. The volume is there, but the, the efficiency's not. Well Lenny's and, like their number one wide receiver right now. <laughs> which is crazy. Probably leading the team in receptions. And I'm not even kidding. Um It's gotta be close. It's probably Mike Evans, but it's probably it's, not by much. It's probably close. Mm-hmm. And so with the running game struggling at times for Tampa, they're just it's just gonna force them to put the ball in Brady's hands more often. Now, if if they get up big late in the game, then I think you're gonna see them just turn and hand the ball off. But I think it's within the realm of possibilities that they Brady throws for three hundred three hundred and two or three touchdowns oh, in three quarters. Yeah. And then they can kind of coast. I think that's kind of my expectation. Uh, Brady is a smash start for me this week. And, and Pittsburgh's pass defense has been horrible so far this year. I think they are one of the worst in the NFL. Um, they are, actually. One of the worst in the NFL for points allowed to quarterbacks. Uh, twenty-two, Just over 22 a game, which is sixth worst. So I think you're going to see a big game from Tom. And I think Pittsburgh is going to get just absolutely bludgeoned. And the, the, the Buccaneers, they, you know, like we, we mentioned, they – need to make a statement not only to the, the league but themselves like hey you know we we're still we're still here we're, we're still a super bowl contender um and this is a team that is not good and teams that are as good as the bucks want to be should be beating the piss out of teams like the steelers this yeah. week so brady brady for me is an absolute smash i love it i love it i love it i love it who's your first pine uh i'm gonna stick with the same game it's Najee. You mentioned this earlier, but I think you're going to see 20 carries from Najee for like 40 yards. I agree. It's I don't even know that he's going to get 20. They might just stop altogether and put they, Warren out there if they're getting killed. They very well could. I think it's going to be run heavy for them to try to keep the game close, but as soon as the game gets out of reach, it's going to start to shift uh, where Jalen Warren gets more involved. But I think you're going to see Najee get – he'll get a ton of touches, I think, but I don't think you're going to see him get anywhere near 100 total yards, and I don't think he – you know, maybe maybe they get one or two sustained drives where he has a chance to get into the end zone. But their best chance to score points in this game is going to be through the air. It's not going to be running the ball on this defense. Najee, I think, is going to have a piss-poor game. 
And if there's if there's a week that you're going to bench him, even with his volume, it's going to be this one. Yeah, for no, sure. I'm, I'm completely on board with that. Um, I guess I can also stick in that same game for one of my pines, and it's Deontay Johnson versus Tampa Bay. For that reason, that front seven's just going to eat either Najee or Kenny Pickett alive all day. They're not going to have any time to do anything. I think the wide receivers are going to suffer, and Deontay, who's actually not played horrible for the situation that he's in, is going to have a hell of a time trying to get any balls even accurately thrown at him and to create enough separation when the ball has to come after three step drops at most he's not going to have any time it's going to be a lot of quick slants and that's just not Deontay's game so I'm very very low on anyone Pittsburgh in this game which for good reason and I think that this is very very much a safe bet on our I think we're going to be fine here with so far with our (laughs) shines and pines yeah uh my only other pine is Brees Hall versus Green Bay Mm -hmm. uh like I said, they're playing in Green Bay for one. Green Bay's run defense is relatively solid. They need to win this game, and the Jets, as good as Brees has played, I don't think it sustains versus Green Bay. I just There's too much talent in the front seven, and I don't love New York enough with Zach Wilson to trust that this run game is going to be efficient. Yeah, and Brees has played well enough now where he's going to become more of a focal point for yep. defenses, especially, yep. especially with you know the lack of a passing game in New York. Um, as good as Brees Hall has looked the last couple of weeks, which is great. You know, we've been waiting for this sort of blow up to happen, but with that comes more attention. And, and these wide receivers in New York are decent, but they're not any to write home about. Garrett Wilson's the only one that's really worrisome. And the corners in Green Bay are solid where you don't need to primarily focus on giving them help to take away from the front box that you're going to be setting. And I think because the box is going to be loaded for the most part and they're going to have a lot of one-on-one matchups receiving-wise that I think that Green Bay is still going to win with their corners being the way that they are. I think that this just doesn't bode well for Brees Hall. Yep. No, I buy that for sure. Um, in fact, you, I have him in a lineup. I think I'm going to try to – oh, it's probably too late now. <laughs> <laughs> it is too close to the noon game start. So, I'm uh, fuck it. Anyway, um, I'm going to get into my borderline pick quickly. Yep. Uh, George Kittle. Hmm. Uh, I think – because like we talked about, he's still George Kittle, so you feel like you have to start him, right? But Atlanta's actually bad against the tight end. They're, they're bad against the tight end, and Kittle's been underperforming this year. So it's like, what's going to give? Atlanta's fourth fourth worst in the league um, for fantasy purposes. Hopefully he gives Kyle ends. Pitt some fucking pointers when he's out there tearing them up. Well, they need to give Art Smith some fucking pointers. Yeah, that guy's a tight end coach. It makes no sense how Kyle Pitts is not fucking just I, killing I don't everyone. understand it. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, and I probably never will, but I think Kittle, because they don't have a ton of pass catching options, you could see him have a big game any time. Mm-hmm. And if there's if there's a matchup, G, baby. To, if there's a matchup to target him, it's against Atlanta this week because they they struggle against tight ends. Um, but the use this year has just been not on the levels of past seasons, and it is kind of worrisome for me. So he's a borderline pick for me because it's like, should you expect a good game? Yes. Has he produced on the level that you would expect George Kittle produce no. even one time this year? No, he has not. So I just it's it's an it's it's up in the air for me. It's I, sure. it's a I, I don't know what to think on it, but he that's why he's my borderline. My borderline pick is Tyler Lockett, and it's because of the reasons we addressed. I don't think Geno Smith's gonna play this well all year. And I, I think either. that if he comes back down to earth, the only wide receiver that's going to stay somewhat consistent is the better wide receiver, and that's DK Metcalf. So Tyler Lockett 
as much as I really love him as a player and honestly respect the season Seattle's having in general right. over there. Yeah. I don't think that this is going to continue. Not enough to sustain for both wide receivers. And I think that DK is obviously the better option here. So for that reason, I just, I don't know that I trust Tyler Lockett enough to put him in my lineup, but he's played well enough to warrant a start. Yeah. I think. Lockett's one of the guys right now that I'm starting because of what he's done so far, but the minute he has a, a down game, I'm it's out. like yep. now now all of a sudden I don't feel good about him anymore. Yep. He's be- very week-to-week situational, and I don't know how long it would take me or how many games in a row of him playing well to be convinced that he's going to be fine. Yeah. It's I don't, just every week I'm just going to be waiting for him to have that bad game. Yeah, I think in the back of my mind I will always have question marks about mm-hmm. him, no matter no matter how the season's going. That's just, how a lot of people feel about Brandon Cooks. I just I just feel like the wheels could fall off for Geno at any point, and as soon as that happens, um, Lockett is just not going to be viable anymore. Yeah, and it's like that could happen at any week. Yeah, and I think with that we can wrap it up and put a bow on it. Hell yeah, let's uh. Let's finish this thing out. Let's um, watch some fucking football, baby. Yeah. Again, sorry for the late, uh, the late episode, but we will be better next week. Uh, I don't have any trips going out of town go- coming up anytime <laughs> soon. So. And I will let you know if I do. <laughs> yeah. Actually, let you let me know ahead of time. <laughs> so. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all once again. Have a fantastic rest of your week and enjoy this football Sunday.